everybody. Welcome back to the Beyond Macros Nutrient Timing Series. Today, I'm bringing you the second half of our carbohydrate discussion. Last week, we discussed how to use a carbohydrate and protein combination pre and post workout to improve recovery, increase muscle building and strength, and decrease muscle breakdown. As I discussed in the conclusion of last week's episode, for the average CrossFitter training once per day for about an hour, the benefit of an obsessive nutrient timing strategy is negligible. For competitors and athletes who train for longer than one hour, however, an intra-workout carb and protein shake could potentially have big benefits. If you are a competitor or you train multiple times per day and you're interested in learning how to properly do intra-workout nutrition, I recorded a little in-between episode that you can download in the show notes for this episode at beyondmacros.com. This week, we will talk about a topic that is relevant to all athletes. The topic is, what type of carbohydrates do I need to consume around my workout for optimal recovery, strength, and muscle gain? There's a common idea in the CrossFit strength and endurance worlds that a very high glycemic carbohydrate is what is necessary to spike insulin and speed recovery of energy stores in the muscle. There are plenty of very expensive carbohydrate supplements out there that claims that they are the fastest digesting and absorbing and therefore the best carbohydrate possible for recovery. As we will learn in this episode, this super fast, super high GI carbohydrate is probably not necessary. So, as we have done in each episode of this series, I will break down the research in layman's terms and then provide you with specific recommendations based on your goals. First, as I think it bears repeating, total daily macronutrient intake is always going to be more important than nutrient timing. Put your energy there first, and once the total number of macronutrients you're eating in a day is dialed in, you can start working on your timing. I also want to give any first-time listeners a definition of nutrient timing and to remind you of some of the goals of nutrient timing. Nutrient timing is the art and science of figuring out when to eat protein, fat, and carbohydrate, and how much of each to consume. The goals of nutrient timing are to rebuild muscle, replenish your muscle's energy stores, and shift your hormones into a muscle-building, fat-burning state. Since we will be discussing the types of carbohydrates that you should consume around your workout, I also want to highlight two of the primary reasons why it is commonly recommended to consume high-glycemic carbohydrates around your workout. First, the idea is that a high-glycemic carbohydrate will spike insulin and quickly shift your hormones from a catabolic, or breaking down, to an anabolic, or building up, state. Second, the high-glycemic carbohydrates should increase the speed of muscle carbohydrate replenishment. For those of you who are asking yourself what the heck a high-glycemic carbohydrate is, it's important to explain the glycemic index. The glycemic index, sometimes abbreviated GI, is a measure of a food's ability to raise your blood sugar compared with pure glucose or pure uh, glucose sugar. A high glycemic food should raise your blood sugar rapidly and to a high level, whereas a low glycemic food will have a slower conversion to blood sugar, which should not jump to a high level in your blood. 
The assumption is that a high GI food will spike insulin more than a low GI food and by extension will help you recover better. As I mentioned in the first nutrient timing episode, insulin plays a number of roles in recovering from exercise. First, it is known as a switch that shifts an athlete out of a catabolic state, where their body is breaking down stored energy and even muscle to fuel exercise, into an anabolic state, where those energy stores can be replenished and muscles rebuilt. Insulin also increases blood flow to the muscles to clear out waste products of energy production and delivers nutrients for recovery. The insulin also helps the cell increase its uptake of carbohydrates. So if a high GI carb spikes insulin higher than low GI carbs, it should theoretically help you recover better. Research also shows that increasing insulin concentrations above baseline decreases muscle protein breakdown. Baseline insulin concentration is between 5 to 10 milliunits per liter, and increasing insulin concentrations to 30 milliunits per liter can cut muscle protein breakdown in half. Above this level, no incremental benefit is seen. Based on the information above, you might be pulling up Google to find the highest glycemic carbohydrate in the world so you can start chugging it and solidifying your gains after a workout. The problem is that research seems to show that high GI carbs really don't have much of an advantage over mid-glycemic carbohydrates when it comes to raising insulin to the levels necessary for recovery or replenishing muscle carbohydrate. This is profound because very high GI carb supplements like waxy maize starch and highly branched cyclic dextrin are super expensive in comparison to slightly less high GI carbs like dextrose or maltodextrin. It is also profound because high GI carbs tend to have roughly zero vitamins and minerals. They are just straight up empty calories, whereas mid GI carbs like sweet potatoes on the other hand are packed with vitamins and minerals. So let's take a look at some research and then I'm going to give my recommendations for carb sources based off of your goals and training schedule. In a pretty awesome study that my mom loves, Capaldo and his colleagues discovered that a mid-GI meal of pizza that provided a balance of protein, fat, and carbohydrate was actually enough to raise insulin concentrations five times above baseline. This is substantial enough to reduce muscle protein breakdown, shuttle carbohydrates and other nutrients into muscle cells, and increase blood flow to clear metabolic wastes from your cells that built up during exercise. No high GI carbs necessary. I also think the pizza is unnecessary. You can get this same effect from a more nutrient-dense meal with the same macronutrient balance. In a study of competitive soccer players completing a shuttle run test and then consuming a high-carbohydrate meal either consisting of low-GI or high-GI carbs, uh, the researchers found no difference in performance uh, the next day in both groups. So GI did not seem to matter. Back in the 80s, Blum and his colleagues conducted a few highly influential studies showing that a fixed amount of carbohydrate ingested every two hours after exercise led to the same rate of muscle carbohydrate replenishment, whether the carb was high or mid-GI, where low-GI led to a slower rate of muscle carbohydrate replenishment. So mid-GI seems to do the job in those studies. 
To further illustrate that very high GI liquid carbohydrate supplements might be overkill, I looked at two studies that examined whether or not a post-workout solid carbohydrate uh, versus a post-workout liquid carbohydrate was better at raising blood sugar, insulin, and replenishing muscle carbohydrate. The assumption would be that because it takes longer for a solid carbohydrate to digest and assimilate into the bloodstream, that it would have less of an effect than a liquid carbohydrate. So let's look at the research. The first study I looked at had subjects exercise to exhaustion and then consume either a liquid or solid carbohydrate food meal. What the researchers found is that both the liquid and solid carbs led to the same level of muscle carbohydrate replenishment one day later. The other study I looked at showed that after exhaustive exercise, the liquid carbs raised insulin concentrations higher than the solid carbs, but both the liquid and solid carbs led to the same increase in blood sugar in the short and long term. The last study I will reference, and the one that was actually done on some resistance-trained subjects, which is why I like it, also shows that mid-GI carbs have roughly the same effect as high-GI carbs. In the study, the effect of these three different carb sources with three different glycemic index ratings was measured, and the researchers were looking at each drink's effect on insulin concentrations, blood glucose levels, anabolic hormones, and markers of immune system suppression. This study actually showed that the lowest glycemic liquid carb supplement, which was honey powder plus protein, had the greatest effect at raising blood glucose levels post-exercise, and that all three liquid carbs combined with protein raised insulin concentrations to the same degree. Except in some special cases, the research seems to suggest that the total amount of carbohydrate you consume, its timing around your workout, and the combination with protein are much more important to recovery than glycemic index of the carbohydrate consumed. And this leads me into the recommendations that I have found to be effective based on your goals and your training schedule. What carb sources should you use around your workout to reach your goals? Well. If you are training intensely for about one hour per day, it is probably unnecessary to be investing in liquid carbohydrate supplements for post-workout recovery. As I mentioned before, high GI liquid carbs are expensive and lack any appreciable amounts of vitamins and minerals. So instead of consuming the high GI carbs in liquid form, my recommendation for you is to properly pre-fuel yourself about an hour before you work out. And you can do this with carbohydrates and protein snacks like jerky with some fruit or sugar-free juice if you don't do well with food in your stomach. You could also eat a high-quality bar like an RX bar or Oat Mega Bar, which will provide a hit of carbohydrate and protein. By pre-fueling, you will buy yourself some time after you work out to go grab a solid recovery meal consisting of nutrient-dense, mid-glycemic carbohydrate and protein sources. For example, you might get yourself some mashed sweet potatoes with honey and a steak. If on the other hand, you train multiple times per day with a short recovery interval between, or you have a competition with multiple high-intensity events in a short period of time, the higher glycemic liquid carbohydrates can really come in handy. The potentially faster rate of muscle carbohydrate repletion and increase in insulin is worth the low nutrient density of those high car uh, GI carbohydrates. 
especially because your calorie intake as a competitor or somebody training that much is probably so high that you can consume tons of nutrient-dense foods at mealtimes and then just supplement the carbohydrates around your workout or your competition. Whenever I personally pick up my training volume heading into the CrossFit Open and CrossFit Regionals, I start implementing a 50-50 blend of organic rice-derived dextrose and maltodextrin, which is pretty cheap, and I'll consume it pre, during, and post-workout. I also combine it with no-sugar-added juice at certain times to diversify my carbohydrate sources so that I'm actually taking advantage of my intestine's ability to pull those diverse carbohydrates out of the intestine and into my blood. Whenever I pick up my training volume heading into the CrossFit Open or the CrossFit Regionals, I start implementing a 50-50 blend of organic rice-derived dextrose and maltodextrin, which is pretty cheap. And I'll consume it pre, during, and post-workout. I also combine it with no-sugar-added juice to diversify my carbohydrate sources at strategic times. So this is what I end up recommending to all of my competitors, and it works. Uh, You can dose it pre- and post-workout with protein based on the Crib and Haze study that I've referenced multiple times now. Uh, This is the first episode you're listening to. Go back to the first and second episode of this nutrient timing series for those recommendations. I also recommend using a liquid carb blend as an intra-workout supplement. And you can download the short in-between episode I recorded with intra-workout nutrient timing recommendations for competitors and athletes who train for more than an hour per day in this episode's show notes. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Beyond Macros podcast. I will be super grateful if you go leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with anyone you think needs to rethink their carbohydrate sources. And again, if you're a competitive athlete, train for more than an hour per day or train multiple times per day, check out the show notes because I recorded a little in-between episode that will teach you about how using an intra-workout carbohydrate or during your workout carbohydrate supplement might be the thing that you need to take your recovery to the next level. This was the third episode in our nutrient timing series. And if you enjoyed it, you should subscribe to the Beyond Macros podcast right now because the last episode of the nutrient timing series for now is going to drop next week. We will be discussing whether or not consuming fats around your workout hurts your recovery. And I'll also talk a little bit about the research on a very popular supplement right now. And that supplement is MCT oil. So stay tuned and I look forward to seeing you next week.